Are we live? Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. Over the weekend, we witnessed one of the greatest results, not only in rugby, but maybe even in sport. A victory that was not only celebrated by a nation, but people all around the world. It was a scoreline that very, very few people, I think, saw coming and a moment many of us never thought we would see. Um, we'll talk about the Māori All Blacks victory over the USA short. I thought big, you were talking about uh, Leicester beating Bath down at the wreck on Friday night in the Anglo-Welsh Cup, no? Oh, yeah, that was a big win as well. Okay. Congratulations. Those guys will be partying long into the evening. <laughs> uh, well, welcome. I'll better introduce everyone first. Of course, I'm Andy Rowe, joined by uh, Big Jim Hamilton and Andy Good. And for this show today... Bringing in a special guest, the boss of the Rugby Pod podcast, uh, the editor, the producer. It's Fred. Hello, Fred. Andy, what happened to that intro that I wrote for you? Uh, Congratulations. Uh, you must, you yeah. must be pretty happy, mate. Nice, ju- nice jumper, by the way. Oh, thanks. I don't know. Just, Christmas jumpers already. Christmas, Christmas jumper, mate. <laughs> 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 Winter knitwear. Granddad jumper. <laughs> how, how were the celebrations after the, the Irish tipped over the All Blacks the first time ever? Well, it was more relief. I think. Really? It was, yeah. Relief. It was, it was relief. It was just relief. relief. Chicago was absolutely b- jumping, wasn't it? It was. It was getting a bit embarrassing now. 111 years without a win. You've Drop the act, Fred. Drop the act, mate. You you we have been nuts. celebrating. You love it. I haven't been to bed. Really? What? So what did you, what did you do after the <laughs> game? Lad? We're a bit shocked. So I put a bit of money down. Beers are on you. Back fifteen to one. Fifteen to one. Happy days. Four grand on that. You've done all right, haven't you? Beers are on me. I'm not no. Well, it. actually, funnily you say the beers are on you because we've got a new sponsor. Yes. Oh. Yes. We don't need to have the beers on you at all because. Is there a drum roll? Ales by mail. Ales, Ales by, by mail. mail. Have you heard about these guys? Do you guys know what they do? Yes. Yeah. Well, Jim, do you know what they do? Well, if I'm drinking one of their beers, it's called Your Betrayal. And it's a marble metal series, and I'll tell you, it does taste like metal. I'll be honest, it's a lovely. And I do so, like... what, why have you why you've got the why have you got the your betrayal? Is that because you've left Saris to go to Irish? Or? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Where have you seen that? <laughs> it's everywhere, mate. You know, it's everywhere. Mate, you know me, the rugby my... paper, the Bible. No comment, mate. There, there there'll go. be some breaking news soon, though. Or BBC. is it because you betrayed Sternburn with the rabbit gate? No, potentially. Potentially, actually, is that what is this a conspiracy here? <laughs> your, your betrayal. What's your second beer? Well, here we go. Ear. Buquero. Oh, you're going to France. Yeah, and oh, it's and, and this can this is and, and the <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah, the title on this is beer with seawater. There we go. Delicious. So um, I've not prompted it well, Goody. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a bit of Camden Hells. It's lovely. Yeah. It's so right touch. Fred, you got you you brought these guys on board. Ales by mail. What what do they actually do? So they're pretty much like a delivery but for beers. We can order a few beers each week. They've put together a rugby pod pack of eight beers. Mm. You can uh, swap one in, swap one out. So, Jim, if you're not not too fond of that, your betrayal, gothic ale, uh, we can we can switch it up for something. I've got an East India pale. It's not too bad. Mm, it's good, is it? Bad. Yeah. Do you want to sit? Do you want to try oh, it? I'll, I'll go on to that next week. I'm, I'm going to stick to. I mean, I, you I'm know, happy, I'm happy sitting to Camden yeah. Hells. To be I've honest. got about five refresher sweets, so it does taste slightly different. Mate, you're an athlete, mate. You don't eat sweets, do you? True. I can. Just let your hair down. You get it? Yeah. Well, done. <laughs> well, I think I think we should um, actually probably go into a little bit more detail on the Irish win. Did, yes. D- did you guys? Any of you guys watch it? Yes. You did. Yes. What What did you make of it? Connor Murray, Lions captain. Maybe not captain. What a performance. Conor Murray was outstanding, wasn't he? The try, he absolutely skinned Smith. Smith's still in the toilet somewhere in an airport doing naughty things, is he? 
Stop it. No, okay, sorry. It's, just um, it's tackle on Surveyor, do you see that? That was probably the key point that yeah. won, won the game for us. Yeah, it was. And then he knocks over three points as well. What about that? Well, he's a great kicker. He practices every game before an Irish game. He's out yeah. practicing his kicks. He's a brilliant um, kicker. But he yeah. never actually gets yeah. a chance. So yeah. nice to see him get a chance. Absolute yeah. hero. But all the performance, though, from, you know, it started off for me when the hacker was going on with the mm. that n- uh, number eight. Uh, sign. You had a feeling that something big was going to happen yeah, when you saw yeah. that. Yeah, you could that, see that the spine yeah. tingling that was to watch. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the hacker up, you know, up against Ireland stood there in the in in the shape of an eight, obviously in memory of um, Foley. And you know, you look at how Munster have kind of reacted to that whole scenario over the last couple of weeks, and it's obviously transferred into the Ireland team. A lot of emotion. Obviously, a big game in America. Obviously, the last time there was a game played there, New Zealand humped the US. So. And then there's a lot of Irish fans, a lot yeah. of Irish contingent. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, rugby's huge out there. You know, in terms of having their Irish support, it was, you know, I wouldn't say the writing's on the wall because... They like <laughs> to travel. <laughs> 111 years or something. It was it was a nice little tribute. They put the Munster boys to the front. But funnily ah, enough, okay. they um, they played, Axel Foley played against the All Blacks back in 2001. Yeah. And they lost. Guess what the score was? 40-29. Yeah. Was it really? Wow. wow, there's a stat. So, so it was a nice little tribute for the, yeah. the Foley's, for the amazing. family, the family were watching. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a great touch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very yeah. good. And yeah. it meant, you can see how much it meant, obviously. Yeah, forget the 111 years. It's, you know, when something, a lot of those players would have played and been coached by Axel. Um, yeah, you could so, see they would, have, they would have felt that. And the performance just showed that, you know, they, how much they care and everything like that. It was, I've never seen Ireland play that well. No. Nor have I. Um, and you're a paddy. Yeah. And now, obviously, the, the Lions going down there, it, it, there's a, a slight bit of hope. Maybe just, just pick the whole island team. I don't, done, no. I don't think it's done any favours for the for the Lions. I think it's would have done completely the opposite. The, the All Blacks always bounce back better after a win. But they do. They do, yeah, don't the they? They do. So you, would you want to play the All Blacks after they've lost the game? Well, Probably no, but that's not. because you're Italy. Not you're Italy. They've got Italy. There you go. They bounce back again. Connor. Sorry, mate. We had a chat with him the other week, didn't we? Fred, you were you were one of the few people that maybe saw it coming a little bit. You obviously had money down. What? what... Mate, thanks for telling us all you were putting money on. I'm right? not allowed. Well, to I backed them. Why did you Why did you put money down? What did you see that no one else sort of looked at? I backed them last time when we lost with the last kick of the game, and it was thirteen yeah. to one. And there's always a chance. I mean, thirteen to one is a ridiculous odd for an international between two tier one nations because there's always a chance. Yeah, imagine if you've done it every year for 111 years. Well, this is it. It's uh, 28 games. 111 is, is that yeah, number. Let's stick with 111. The, uh, the odds were so ridiculous, I said. It's worth a punt. And um, it looked like when Barrett went over for that try, I thought yeah, it was his coming back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they do, they come back well, don't they? Yeah, and that's when I put money on the All Blacks to win. I put 50 spots. quid down for the All Blacks to win just after half time. Because <laughs> I thought that the odds... What were the odds that, then? Um, well, I was just going to double my money. Okay. Well, the difference between this time and 2013 is the last kind of five yeah. minutes, ten minutes, they tried to shut up shop, whereas, as we saw this time, they spread the ball wide, Zebo went down the wing, mm. incredible chase by Murray yeah. to get Surveyor over the line, and that was the difference. They were playing, they were actually playing as opposed to just mm. trying to hold Hens- out. Henshaw scores the try. He slipped with a little ball. Been nominated as one of the player of the years, is not he? It's a surprise. Player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit, but maybe it's just off the back of that performance. Perhaps. There we go, give it Connor Money. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you're that far against the odds and pulled off a win? Ever? Scotland, Jim? You any? <laughs> I've been on the, the receiving oh. end. So Scotland, 2010, we were at Millennium Stadium. 77 minutes into the game, we were winning by 13 points. And it's one of them games that actually sticks out in my mind because it was quite sad, really. So Chris Patterson went off quite early with a... He actually ruptured his kidney, which is a really I'm difficult in, thing to do. And then Tom Evans played his last game for Scotland International. He broke his neck, which was obviously... 
a, a sad story. Um, you know, off the, you know, after that he's gone on and done incredible things. But you know, three minutes to go at the Millennium Stadium, winning by thirteen points, you think it's uh, a shoe. And I'm not saying that this is the reason why, but I did come off at seventy-seven minutes. There we go. <laughs> I did come off. I'm looking around. I'm thinking, games in the bag. No, time is up. Is it? No, two tries. I mean, the atmosphere that day was unbelievable. But the world was empty, was it? Imagine how we felt after. You know, get the haggis in. So, but and the uh, the other way around, never. After a game like that, how do the boys celebrate? Well, I remember. With uh, it was it was Andy Powell night actually. You know where he did the golf buggy uh, trick down the same night. Howley, what a legend he is! In the wrong wrong way, he's a loose cannon. He'd be good on. You wouldn't understand a word he said. But he's crazy. I lived with him in uh, Leicester actually uh, back in the day. But I remember it was Richie Gray's first cap. I think he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's a good player. Yeah, he's killing (laughs) killing it in Toulouse. But I remember I was actually carrying him home, and as we were walking down the main strip in Cardiff, he's uh, Chip Alley. No, they didn't even get to Chip Alley. We're oh. talking early doors, like Bambi on ice, spewing all over the street. We walk past the coaches as they're walking up up the road, and they're obviously looking at us. We've just lost the game. Two players are in hospital, and <laughs> Richie Gray, six foot ten, is being carried home by uh, by his mentor. <laughs> his mentor, <laughs> Jim Hamilton, yeah. mentor. So it's got a ring to it, that hasn't it? It does, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Lovely story. Lovely story from the from the tour book. Yeah. Going back to um, the November internationals, Australia versus Wales. Oh, those Welsh commentators. Yeah. Need an absolute uppercut. They they were in New Zealand complaining that it was the end of the season, which you know we all know that. Then at the start of the season, they're complaining it's the start of the season against the Australians. Yeah. Or Gatlin's did they do, did the Welsh just did, did they just whinge about everything? Or <laughs> well, I didn't know this. I didn't know that was a thing. Is that a thing? I think it is. Commentators, they're... They're biased. Yeah, they are. I'm trying to think. Who, who, was it Eddie Butler, the commentator? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, if you're listening. Um, Eddie, but the Welsh, uh, obviously, yeah, Gatlin said in the week, didn't he? I know he's not in hmm. charge of Wales at the minute, but he technically is. Um, he was sort of saying, oh, the Autumn Internationals is a time for trying things out and it's all about the Six Nations, etc." Well, how about Wales try and beat a Southern Hemisphere team? Try and beat Australia for once because they were abysmal. Yeah, they absolutely were abysmal. And as an Englishman, I absolutely loved it. I'm not going to lie. You know, they talked all week pre-game about this is our chance to beat Australia. That Australia aren't in a good place, and then they got their asses absolutely handed to them, which was which was lovely to see. Well, a lot of that transfers. So, I, I, I mean, looking back, it's been a week or a couple of weeks since the, the, just before the LV games. How are the Welsh teams doing in Pro 12? How are they doing in Europe? I mean, this is the thing. So a lot of these guys, are, are they primed, ready to go into a test match? Australia, obviously, are new, mm. and all the Southern Hemisphere teams are coming off the back of the championship. But, you know, were they ready to go into such a big game? I don't think they were. Obviously not. So, yeah, they've obviously got a lot of work to do. Was Warburton injured? He played for Cardiff Blues. Yeah, he was injured. Blues. Yeah, he played yeah. for Cardiff Blues. It was his first game back. So first game back, OK. Back They're missing yeah. a good few players. Well, that's, yeah, they were. Alan Wynne-Jones, obviously, um, lost his father in the week, the mm. leader to the game, which is a real shame, and he's a huge player for them. Falatau. Yeah, Falatau, obviously out as well. So Jonathan Davis pulled out just before kickoff as well. He's, to be fair to Jonathan Davis, he's been playing yeah, he's, he's exceptionally been playing. well yeah, for Scarlet. Yeah, but Wales were um, yeah, really, really poor. Uh, Australia, Bernard Foley ripped it up, didn't he? He played really well. Back to the form that he ripped England to pieces with at the World Cup. Um, so I think, you know, you look at Australia, they've come on the Grand Slam Tour, haven't they? Where they started, you know, after they got beaten 3-0 by England in Australia, mm. um, you know, we were chatting earlier about how they improved over the rugby championship. Um, they've come on this Grand Slam tour. They've, they've knocked off Wales. They're playing Scotland this week. That'll be an absolute walkover. 
Well, they should have beaten the All Blacks in that no last <laughs> that last uh, game in the championship. So yeah. They're, yeah. they're not they're not they were never far away no, no, towards no. the end of that competition. Checker the clown. He said oh, that like as well. Yeah, he's good. He yeah. comes across well apart from when he moans about Bugate and all that. But do you not think this is good for rugby? I think like having all this kind of drama going on. Oh, the, the characters. Yeah. Is, oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's good banter. But they definitely got better. They've improved, and I think well, England's toughest game will be Australia last up, and I call it now. I just think. With the injuries that we've got, I just think Australia might do a job on us at Twickenham. I hope they don't. At when have they got Australia? Is it the end of the very tw- last game? 50th, oh, that's like that's going to be December. tough on them. Yeah. So it's Australia's last game. They've gone. They'll have gone. I think they go Scotland this week, France next, then Ireland, then England. So it's a tough tour, but geez, they looked good, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they mm. did. And Wales were off colour, and they always seem to be off colour at the beginning. Yeah. These these always tours, always. and if Gatlin says it's not important, I mean their ranking now has gone down two two places. Yeah. It goes down in other two places. They fall out of the top eight, yeah. which means they're I, I third, just think, yeah. third seed for the World Cup draw, which would be disaster. Yeah, I just think it's weird with the Welsh lads, isn't it? Because a lot of them save themselves to play for Wales, and you see a lot of them come good before a Lions tour. It's always the way, and uh, whether or not you can do that these days, we'll see over this season. See how they do in the Six Nations. See how they carry on this. But just pick the Ireland team. <laughs> is that Maratoji? Yeah, is and Billy and George. Paula. Is that the sort of head space that Northern Hemisphere players are in at the moment where they're not that focused on the autumn internationals and it's all about peaking at the right time, which is almost I don't like think, a World Cup situation? I don't, I don't think the boys are looking at it like that. I think Wales are just poor. Ireland obviously ramped it up, didn't they? Yeah. England will be jumping this week. They've, we've not beaten South Africa in 10 years. 2006. England will be South Africa. Yeah, so I think the England boys will be jumping and ready. And they don't think about, you don't think about Lions tours now. You start to think about it. Six Nations. Six Nations and post-Six Nations, I think. Um, And we haven't beaten South Africa since 06. I can't remember who came off the bench that day. (laughs) For England at Twickenham. Jeez, what was his name? Some some absolute Adonis in the... (laughs) Skin tight shirt. Skin tight. Number 21, I think it was. Blonde hair? He was was ahead of his time when it came to wearing the, the skin tight. Oh, yeah, loved it, apparently. They had a good hair at the back at the time, nothing at the front. The skullet. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, last, that's embarrassing, isn't it? Last time England beats Africa, I, I came off the bench. And what year was that? 2006, yes. just the 10 years. So, boys. I, think I was wearing ankle high, Gilbert. So. <laughs> Do a job, lads. Come on. It's time we beat them. Coming up shortly on the show, we've got Graham Roundtree, who's the forwards coach for the Harlequins. And they've, they've got a game coming up against the. Uh, Māori All Blacks on Wednesday the 16th of November. Um, the match is uh, one of the headline events because it's uh, the Harlequins' 150th year. The tickets are still available. You can get them from 19 quid, which is pretty cheap because you get to watch the New Zealand Māori are just coming off that big win against the USA, so they're looking pretty good. Maldives. Yeah, And then the, um, they actually played the, the Māori 90 years ago. Guess who won? Quins. Yeah, they did. So obvious. They won at Twickenham Stadium 5-11. Plenty of um, former All Blacks actually played for the multi team. Carl Spencer, Zinzan Brook, wow. big names. Um, I would hate to play against the Maoris. You just can't feel it. Aaron Smith, yeah. best, uh, world's best halfback, or is he? Aaron Smith. Yeah. No, nah, Connor Murray now. Really? No. One game? You're yes. just going to change it like but that? You've never seen him play other games, so... Yeah, it's true. Are you, you going to start, start watching the Ireland team now and, and a little bit of Pro 12? Or? Yeah, maybe, maybe. You want to see the world's best players in action. But we've got um, Roundtree on the phone at the moment um, and he's he's told And Thank you very much for your time, Graham. Good evening, everyone. Hello, Graham. How are you? Hello, Wig. You're in the car, aren't you? Wig, you're in the car, aren't you? Yeah, it's a cheap car. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Commuting. No chance. I'm going to pull over now. Yeah, pull over. 
Wig, Safely. Wig, get the phone to your ear, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> always about the ears, Big Jim. Always about the ears. Hey, I have to live with these. Leave me alone. True. Are, are, you, are they still seeping? Uh, no, not so much. Not seeping. Goody, how are you, mate? I'm, I'm very good, mate. How are you? I'm loving the new look. Oh, the yeah, the hair? Or yeah. just the, or the weight loss? Which one? <laughs> weight loss? You have a look. I'll give a house. So how's Quinn's? Are you toughening those boys up? Because obviously, uh, renowned for having a what I know is a soft underbelly. Man, I've, be, I've got one us. too, but the bit us, man. Harsh, 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 Andrew. Oh, no, not, not, I'm not saying that now. I'm saying that's historically that's what they've been known as. Uh, we're going all right. Yeah, going all right. Um, we had a, a good win on Saturday against Exeter. I was there in the Anglo Welsh. Yep, I remember seeing you there. Um, looking at a few other guys in our squad. Some young guys put their hands up. Uh, I've got another tough one away on Friday night at the Ospreys at St Helens, um, so that'll be another good test for us. But as you mentioned, you know, a special week next week with this Maori game. Yeah, it's huge. And what, uh, obviously, with so many boys away, um, how are you? I was quite surprised Nick Evans played on on Saturday actually in the Anglo Welsh, being a the old thirty six year old, thirty five year old star that he is. And that, the Anglo Welsh is actually built up for young kids. But then, what I loved about it is Nick Evans, thirty five years of age, gets a man on the match. Yeah, but that's special for them young lads around him. Yeah, like to play with him. Mulcro to play alongside him and he wanted to play he, you know, he's a giver isn't he he's going to be a great coach when he eventually hangs up his boots and he, he wanted to play and what those guys learnt from playing with him is invaluable credit to him he got man of the match he did as voted by Carl Dixon fellow Harlequin good lad <laughs> Graham, have you started looking at the, the Māori game yet have you uh, started analysing any of the players or something you guys are talking about or thinking about not had a good look at it yet, if I'm honest with you. We'll do that later this week. Uh, we've got Friday night uh, to get out of the way first. Obviously, we, we, we've seen the, the squad that they've picked very strong. Um, and it was a, a, a big game, a big score. And as you said, there's some great players being through that Maori team. And it's going to be a special day for our young guys. How much of a focus is it of you uh, for your club as a whole, given that it's the 150th year and you've, um, you've got a team like that coming to, to play you guys? It's special, isn't it? Special. I mean, how often will that, some of our guys play against a New Zealand team uh, of any description? I mean, that Maori team is almost the New Zealand second team, isn't it? Star study. Special occasion for the lads and for the fans. I mean, how many times do the fans get up close and see the hacker? You know, everything that goes around. You know, it's going to be a special night. Skill, some skillful players on display. You can still get your tickets for that. 19 quid, Wednesday, 16th of November. Just plugging it. A bargain, a bargain, a bargain. If you're doing nothing else next Wednesday night, come down and see us. So we, just in terms of managing the squad, obviously you've got the game on Friday, then the Mary game, then back into the Premiership. Now, um, not trying to put a question mark on all this, but Quinn's hardest time whenever the season's going on, you go back to last season during the World Cup and then the Six Nations, uh, you know, when you're missing all your England players, Marla, Rob Shaw, uh, Mike Brown, those sort of guys, um, it's not been very productive for Quinn's in the league, has it? So then you chuck in this Maori game as well, which is a brilliant occasion. How are you as a coach and Nick Easter as a, as a, as a coach managing the squad in terms of energy levels um, to go into some important premiership games after the Maori game? We've got a uh, slightly big premiership game a few days after it as well. We've got Leicester away. On You're looking Sunday. forward to that as well, aren't you? It'll be a special occasion for me, walking down the terrace there in my Quinn's coat. I'll be getting some banter, no doubt. Um, Look, we've got to manage the squad. It's a special fixture. To play the Maoris, it is worth It is worth fitting it in with our lads. The lads all want to play. We'll manage the week around it. No one's going to play the full uh, 80 minutes he's going to play against Leicester. Um, so we've just got to manage it and get on with it. And then in terms of... You, you talked about going walking down the terrace at Leicester with your, your Quinn's jacket on. 
I know a lot of the Quins boys love a snapback. Um, you got one of those for, for your lid yet, mate, or what? A what? A snapback. What's Come on, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> a snapback's a cap wig in, in old money. I don't wear caps, mate. My, make my ears look big. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a cap. No, no snapback for me. Uh, I'll be a proud man walking down. Uh, I'm proud at the Quins. I'm loving my time at the Quins. Yeah, Wig. I was, uh, going, to, Wig, I was going to ask you about that. Um, obviously, I'm still playing, so you know. I noticed, Jim. You yeah, were just, just about. Mate. <laughs> mate, you're more to the cow sheds and back. Your more was pretty good. Um, and obviously, I saw, yeah, I saw you at Twickenham, and it was, and obviously, I jested and said it was great to see you back at HQ. But um, how have you been? Obviously, before that, I obviously I'm a big fan of yours, Wig. We played at Leicester together. You were one of the old heads. I was coming through, taught me all I knew, and you know, I loved my time back then. So. Yeah. So, how how is it how is it being back in the game, and and how did you find obviously that time after the England England stuff, which was pretty poor, I thought. Look, Jim, it's, it's pro sport. You know, we, we didn't have a successful World Cup, well documented, and it wasn't pleasant. But um, you've got to get on with things. And I was out the game five months, took a bit of time, stepped back from the game, spent some time with the family, watched a lot of rugby. But um, I wasn't desperate. You know, the next role had to be right for me. Yeah. Um, and then. This one came about, and it just ticked all the boxes. Great club, historic club. I've known John Kingston for a long time. Didn't really take me long to deliberate over it, and um, I'm loving it. I'm loving being out on the field every day, coaching the lads. It's obviously, it's a different gig to the England gig. Um, you know, you're coaching every week. But what I do like about it is, you can have a, we were at some bad performances on the road. We lost down at Wasps and at Exeter. But suddenly a week later, you know, you've got another big game to get up for. You can't dwell on things. You've got to solve problems very quickly. That aspect of it, I'm really enjoying. Yeah, that's awesome, Wig. Well, well, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate you coming on, Graham. And, um, yeah, once again, that game, uh, good luck for it. Wednesday, 16th of November, Harlequins versus the Māori All Blacks. £19 ticket bargain. Come along. <laughs> <laughs> good man, Wig. Cheers, buddy. Good to Thanks chat. Thanks a lot. Cheers, lads. Enjoyed that. Thank you. Pleasure Cheers, buddy. What a ledge. Generally is an absolute legend. Yeah. I remember when I was at Leicester and I was chatting about leaving, going to a different club back in, geez, well, many years actually. Uh, he pulled me aside and we were in the car park at Foss Park. Remember Foss Park? Yeah, yeah. Bumped into him there. He's like, you're not going to leave, are you? I said, no, well, you know, it's got to be the right deal. Blah, blah. He's like, sign the fucking contract and stay. I went, yes, Wig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stayed for another four years. So yeah. yeah. No one's got a bad word to say about him. A great him. bloke. Yeah, and he is. Generally a great bloke. And it, and it was... It, you know that is professional sport professional rugby now and, and it's a shame that it is like that and he's gone to Quinns and having first hand played against them now they're a different team up front they're a significantly different team Adam Jones playing at Loosehead and doing a job he played exceptionally well and he mentioned there you know not to go into too many uh, rugby details but really good line out Horwell has been fantastic for them this season like he's been brilliant for them um, has as uh, Merrick, so he's. I, I think he's turned their forward pack around. So what I loved about those questions from Jim. It was as if he hasn't got a new contract somewhere else. He's like, uh, Graham, you're really good. You're the best coach I've ever heard. Hey, Wig, what, uh, can I have a gig? Me, mate? Can I have a contract? You signed for Irish, mate. Let it go. Have you? No. Have you actually though? No, there's going to be a world exclusive. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> worldwide exclusive. Hopefully, you find worldwide. out. What? what? Is it going to be an Irish paper? Yes. Irish no. paper no. I'm just enjoying my time at the minute. You know, it's mate, Cov kids and. London Irish don't go particularly well together. How do you know that? I, I gave it a go myself. It didn't work. Yeah, see, the, the issue is, is the last time I played against... Not, not saying that oh, I am Scrappy Dappy Doo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I remember scrappy that. Scrappy Dappy Doo, me and David Pace. Um, Pace is a good boy, though. Went viral. Yeah, I had a beer with him after. It was, it was no, no, he said he filled no you in. Deal. Did he? 
Right, basically, <laughs> no. if I could come to Irish, not that I am, you're having it. <laughs> we want to try and include the the listeners here. If you So if you are listening, you can uh, contact us via social media on the Facebook or Twitter page. Uh, Fred, the boss, has been monitoring the feedback. Have we got any questions for the lads, Fred? We got a couple in, yeah. Uh, the first one, directed to Goody, but I think he can both answer it. If you weren't a rugby player, what would you have been? They're proposing you should have been a, uh, a beer taster, given the amount. Oh, mate, beer. yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that. Generally, truth, I got offered a... I had to give up cricket. I was offered a contract to play county cricket uh, when I was 16. Such a sportsman, aren't you? Well, not anymore. Okay. Um, and that's what it was, cricket or rugby. Um, I would have never made it at cricket. And I hardly made it at rugby. Just It was just good fun, I think. Um, beer tasty, that's not a bad shout. Um, yeah, I don't know, just something to do with the pub. Currency exchange, maybe. Well, that's what I do now, Worldwide Currencies. <laughs> it's a great company. If you need any international payments, foreign exchange, Give me a call. Drop me an email, andy.goo.worldwidecurrencies.com. I'm cutting this out. No, you can't cut that out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's business. So, you, I'll tell you what Jim would have been, though. You won't know. Hey, I, I, thing, know, I know what Jim would have You'd have been banged up some, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm blaming your mum. No, my mum. I thought... She was my teacher at school. She Didn't she help you get you through? Get me through? Five C's and five D's. Yeah, but you were in bed and you were missing exams and she'd drive to your house to get you out of bed to go. That sounds wrong. No. <laughs> to, get, to make sure you hey up, went, to, hey up. went to an exam. Yeah, exactly. So nothing academic because uh, Goody's mum, what, is it Pam Good? It's Mrs. Good to you. Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Good. Good. I, I, I apologise, Mrs. Good, if you are listening. <laughs> she will be. So nothing academic. Um, I probably would have followed in line. Actually, I'm, I, not that I probably would have because I, I already kind of enlisted into the army which is quite funny in itself. Could you imagine the banter I would have got in basic training? But I'd gone through all the kind of uh, tests, the barb test, the fitness test and stuff to join. You passed the fitness test? No, I did all right. I was all right at the bleep test. Press-ups and chin-ups, though, no chance. You didn't have to, <laughs> climb, to you didn't have to climb any mountains and kill any rabbits. Exactly, no comment. Um, but yeah, I would have joined the army. My dad was in the army for 25 years, um, my granddad before that, and Whoa. a few of my mates are in the Marines and stuff now. So. Like Lieutenant Dan. Exactly, Lieutenant Dan. I would definitely have not made the Marines. That would have been way too hard. That's, have you seen that, the programme? SAS programme. Wow. It's awesome, mate. It's a great programme, but imagine put yourself in that position. Yeah. You'd do it. Which position? Well, the, those guys going through the rigmaroles of it all. Mm, yeah, that's the thing. There's no chance we're ever getting close to any of that. Yeah. I think back to some of the pre-season camps we have at Army Barracks and sleep deprivation and log carries. and no. yeah. Jim, you'd be up for it, wouldn't you? I'd be up for it, yeah, but I'm not made for the Army. I'm six foot eight. I can't fit in a tent. I can't fit in a sleeping bag. <laughs> I can't fit on a camp bed. As soon as I can't crawl around on my hands and knees because I'm too big. So I don't know what I was thinking. Luckily, I did a right you did rugby. did a right rugby, so, yeah. yeah. Still going as well. Pro Still baller. Good. Pro baller just. And now Marrow's injured as well. Mate, you like gold dust though, Exactly. You, I've heard Jim now. Now Marrow and, and George Cruz are injured. Rocks into Saracens now. Mark McCall's like, right, lads, this is training today. No, Mark, not for me today. Not for me today. Big, Big Jim Cara. is just watching. Yeah. Big so, Jim's on a watching break. You want me fit for the weekend? I'm not training today. Exactly. So well, look what I've done for Marrow though. I've done enough. I've done enough for that bloke. You and have. now I've helped him become... World Player of the Year or nominee. Uh, nominee. Nominee. nominee it's nominee. the legacy that you've left that's what really. you've, I haven't left I'm leaving yeah. Yeah. as in I'm leaving I haven't <laughs> yeah. left yet but thanks yeah. very much you've, so, you've made the jersey uh, better, better than when you, when you found it exactly so, yeah. exactly there next we up uh, we got a good question here actually if you had to go on a show TV show reality TV show what would you go for and you can go as far back as you want so we're talking all the way back to Crystal Celebrity Mays. Jungle no Crystal oh, Mays, Crystal oh, Mays. Mays. Yes. I just say we've got Fred here he's wearing a jumper <laughs> granddad jumper um, Crystal Mays what's that uh, celebrity Jungle. I I'm just think. To get me out yeah, no, but I have to. You yeah, have to be in good shape. You definitely wouldn't be able to get on there. No, you, no. I tell you what, you can do on that. You can go there, lean up, and lean up. You lose weight. Cause you eat absolutely nothing but yeah. 
Smoke. I'll be, <laughs> yeah. I reckon I'll be smoking. Not that smoking's good for your kids out there, but I hope... Well, I don't know if kids are listening, we swear, so maybe they're not, but Celebrity Jungle... Yeah, I, just, I couldn't do it because I couldn't eat all the crap left to eat, like... Imagine the state of your lid on there as well. It'd be brilliant, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I'm a celebrity? Would you do Big Brother or not? That's just, yeah, for me that's just time. It's full of morons. Yeah, exactly. It's full of morons. See, a lot of the celebrity programs are people that just want some attention and just want. I don't know. And, and like you, who goes on every single TV, radio, yeah. sh- yeah, podcast show. That's, 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 that's to chat rugby. That's to chat rugby. I'm a media whore. Yes, yeah. I am. But uh, oh, I don't know. Celebrity Could, Jungle? No, I wouldn't do it. Strictly? Can't be Can't be seen in any sequence, skin type no, sequence. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, let's no, let's move on to the Filthy 15. Uh, we've covered off Flanker, uh, which was fairly con- controversial last week with your mate. They all seem to be controversial. Has he, has, he been, has he been in touch? Luke Morrow and his yellow teeth. <laughs> Naz has been t- tweeting and messaging me, free willy. I don't know what he means. I don't know what he means. I know what that means. What does yeah. that mean? Free willy. It's just a, some sort of picture floating around the world. I told you. I told you on the first Picture one. of what? Koskin took a picture of me lying on the bed after he won the LV and I wasn't in my best moment. Like <laughs> Put it this way, if I had a pair of pants on, I'd have a camel toe. That's what I'm like. <laughs> no, I did know that. You'd already told me. I just wanted to get it out of you again. Anyway, filthy 15. Number eight. Number eight. You or me? There you go, mate. Dino. Oh, dear. Dean D- Richards. Yeah, Dean Richards. Go on. Is that not yours? No. So there's a serious line to this, a not so serious line. So, like, Dean was the first guy, really. Him and Cockers, uh, Lester, gave me my opportunity, really. And Dean was almost like a father figure to me, kind of bringing me through, uh, gave me my first contract. And... Uh, the funny part of it is he actually took me to my first disciplinary. So I'll tell the story quickly. 2003, so the World Cup year, where Leicester, obviously, we lost a load of players to the World Cup that was obviously very successful. And we played uh, Leeds away. We are Leeds. Um, so Leeds, and I was in the second row with Guy Manton Bishop. and uh, Guy Dean, massive buttocks. Yeah. That's what we called him, wasn't it? Yeah. And Dean said to me before the game, he said, Look, I want you up for this. I want to see some real Kovskin physicality in the game. Anyone's by the ball. Yeah, fucking get him off the ball. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, no problem, Dean. He's like, no, I fucking mean it. Like, effing and blind. I'm thinking, I'm up for this game. Dino's telling me what to do. Here we go. First ruck of the game, go flying in. Carl Hogg, who's now the coach of Worcester and who was my coach at Gloucester, was over the ball. Like, any good number seven. Next thing, a size 15 slipper goes jumping into the ruck. <laughs> shoot him on the head. Straight red card by David Pierce. Walked off, devastated. But then it got even worse. So I went through the whole process of the disciplinary thing. Dean didn't speak to me. I came off the pitch. I didn't really know where to look. Had I done the right thing? Is that what he wanted? Obviously not because we lost the game. And then um, there was a whole process around the disciplinary. I had to go to Twickenham. So Dean said, meet me at training at this time. 10 o'clock in the morning, we're going to head down to London. So you've got to remember, I'm still an academy player. Not much money. A couple of grand a year salary. Still working on a building site as an apprentice. And Dean turns up, I've got my tin flute on my suit. And I've got my size 15 shoes on. But it was the era or the age of the crocodile shoe. Do you remember the crocodile-style shoe? So I'm wearing, Yeah, no, no, yeah, crocodile skin shoes, but yeah. they weren't real crocodile skin <laughs> shoes. And I'm wearing them. And Dean's turn, turned up, and he's got out of his car, and he said, are you taking the piss? I'm looking around. I have no idea what he's going on about. And he's, like, literally squaring it to me. He said, are you taking the piss out of me? I'm like, Dean, I've, I, what are you on about, mate? Get your fucking shoes off now got my shoes, lobbed them in the bin, and I've had to go to a disciplinary in Twickenham in my socks and my suit. 
<laughs> got a 12 week ban that worked then got a 12 week ban and obviously got got, got back to the training ground I've got my, my feet are soaking wet it he's made you walk in way. in just your socks in just my and socks and my suit and then he's made me go and work in with the kit man Clifford uh, rest in peace Cliff yeah, he was Cliff, top, top kit man uh, I had to go and work in the in the uh, kit room for 12 weeks for my whole ban every day didn't speak to me but anyway, made me the man that I am today. And what's that? I'm still standing <laughs> better than I've ever been. Oh, to be fair, that's not a bad show, actually, Dean. Dean, the uh, same sort of thing with me, gave me my first opportunity at Leicester, offered me my first contract, and my very last opportunity in rugby. Oh, look at that. At Newcastle. Yeah. I've got uh, a couple more stories about Dean that I'm not allowed to say, but why? hopefully if I bring out a book, I, do, I just can't, I can't say it. I can't. I can't talk about it now. But um, if I bring out a book... I've got to tell this story about I've, Dean Richards, Jim Hamilton, down in the Navy base, HMS oh, Sultan. Yeah. Oh, what? No, why yeah, can't you tell yeah, us that? I can't tell you now. Hey, because, TBC. Exactly. He's already had a legal case on him about Sternburn and, exactly. and the rabbits. First, so. hey, I've, I've nearly gone to court again. <laughs> there we go. So I can't. Dean, don't worry, mate. I'll say Apparently, Dean, Dean Richards is a big fan of the show. In the, you'll say it in the, what, in your book? I'll, t- I'll talk about when it in my book. When it's yeah. worth a load of cash. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dean Richards. Uh, mine is going to be uh, a young man who's just retired. Uh, Nick Easter. Oh, you, you love him, don't I you? I do love him. He's, he a fa- love him. he's a great bloke, is Minty. Yeah. Um, Nick Easter's a great guy. Uh, again, there's there's two stories on, on Nick that I just cannot bring to air. Well, it's not hanging yeah, out. We need, we need your stories. Hang on, I've hung out, hung out one mate and one guy that I don't like. So I've hung out you Naz have. and Vern Cotter. Now you can hang out. So, yeah, come on, Cody. You, you, you've hung out Vern Cotter and Naz is the guy you don't like? Or? No, no, I, I really uh, like okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, then. Yeah, but, come on, mate. Um, no, no, so... No, no, come on. Yeah, just say no, it. No, just, uh, just Nick Easter, a proper old school player. We were in Vegas uh, 2009. Uh, I'll just say he led the charge and finished the charge and was there from minute one till the end. Um there's obviously a few... Fill in the goddamn details, Goody. You're no, being there's so no, evasive. There's nothing to know there. But the thing I love about him the most, they beat uh, when Quinns beat Leicester in the Premiership final, and he's the only bloke ever to have the audacity to pull out a cigar of his sock that he's played the final in, light it on the field, and just chuff away on a cigar when he's lifting the trophy, walking around Twickenham celebrating with a cigar in his <laughs> mouth, socks down like a hero. So he played the um, whole game with a, a cigar, cigar in his sock. It's all right. Um, pulls it out when they win. First time Quinns have won. I think it's the first time they've ever won the Premiership, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Pulling out a cigar after you've played a whole game with it in your socks, it's all right. But no, just as a bloke, you know, Nick Easter is a proper old school rugby player. Uh, loves the drink, the cigar, the stories that you just, the problem is. Have you got any stories about him loving Have you got drink? any stories at, at all today, Goody? <laughs> <laughs> Anything, mate. I can't divulge anymore on Minty. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute filthy bugger that is a great guy. Um, yeah, well, okay, so we've got Dean Richards and Nick Easter. Fred the boss, I'm going to let you vote. Who are we, who are we putting in the filthy 15? Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Dino because it's a better story. <laughs> that's, <laughs> fair, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, so, if I could tell the real story, it'd be great. But. So we go to the good, the bad, and the ugly now. Um, we're, hopefully, Goody's got some stories. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll go with that. The good, uh, obviously, got, sat next to an Irishman, sat opposite a Kiwi. Uh, so Ireland beating the All Blacks 40-29 in Chicago, ending the 18-game winning streak of New Zealand. 111-year wait. It's not bad, is it? They're outstanding. You know, you can't get away from from that. We've talked about how great New Zealand are. Um, Ireland tipped the hat to them. Absolutely outstanding. Hope they can back it up. Going next, I, I do worry that the game in a couple of weeks in Dublin, when the All Blacks go back there, 
Well, I saw the players get off the plane in Dublin at 5.45 this morning. There's a picture, and they looked a bit worse for work. Oh, the Irish boys. Yeah. Good on them. you got a drink. I actually tweeted, I wonder if they've drank Chicago Dry of Guinness. They did. They ran out between, between the uh, Cubs and... Um, oh, the Cubs. Yeah, that was amazing as well, wasn't it? So that, the good is, is Ireland. The bad... Um, couple of things. Tom Croft made his return from an injury the, uh, last weekend, just gone. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. The bad thing about Tom Croft is his biscuit on top oh of his head. Oh, my word. Have you seen the penalty spot on top of his head? Crofty, that is hanging. <laughs> I'm getting a bit of a biscuit, but mine's like he a needs, cream. He needs to speak to uh, my hair man, Warren, at cityman.com. <laughs> <laughs> Another plug there. If, uh, you know, if Generally, Crofty, you need your hair doing. Um, and if anyone needs their hair doing, email warren at cityman.com. And uh, mention me, you'll get a good discount. But yeah, so it's not Crofty the bad, but terrible biscuit. Let's go Bristol and Andy Robinson as the bad. Uh, Bristol played 10 games this year. I've had no wins. Uh, seven in the Premiership, two in Europe, and then one in the Anglo-Welsh. Uh, Andy Robinson's gone. London-Welsh-esque, not won a game yet. With the budget that they've had, his, his recruitment, Andy Robinson, was awful. Well, he tried to recruit you. So. Yeah, that's how bad it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, he did phone me up. Uh, he didn't mention... Any decent deal, so it was a, it was a not so much. Um, so I'm going to go the bad Bristol and, and mainly Andy Robinson, and then the ugly, uh, just Wales really. It's good for a test match. I like going to Cardiff. For it's a, a good night match. out. Yeah, that's one of the best it. places to play. I think if you get the out there alive, it's a if you get out there alive, it's a good night out. Isn't the turf at Cardiff a bit rubbish? It's too Is fast it? for me. <laughs> I, prefer it when the, the, I preferred it with the roof open, but yeah, digs um, up. Yeah, I just had some black cat. Yeah, I just got the uh, the Barquino. <laughs> Um, Gothic Ale from uh, Owls by Mail. Thanks a lot. Nice. Owls sponsor. by Mail. I'm going to try some of this Black Cat. Oh! <laughs> black Cat! <laughs> why, don't we, uh, why, don't we, why don't we just keep some Camden Hells Brood with there. an actual Black Cat. That's the beauty of it. It is. It bloody is. Yeah, so the ugly Wales. Real blunt in attack. Got ripped to bits in defence. They had 11% possession in that's the first half. That's right. It was like 90% at one stage. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy wow. stats. So Wales were terrible. So there's the ugly ugly performance. But from an Englishman, I thought it was beautiful because Wales were dire. Why do, the... you, why do you guys dislike Wales so much? What's the... Well, we actually, we actually don't. The, the Welsh really dislike the English. Like, just think back to when England... Now, I don't know whether you noticed this. You go back to the Euros. There's a, there's a clip of the whole Welsh football team going absolutely wild when England got knocked out, jumping around for joy in their, uh, in their hotel room. And that's just the Welsh for you. Just a couple, a couple of them are. <laughs> I like play, the Welsh. Played golf with Martin Williams in the week. He's a good lad. Yeah, Generally, like the public the hate the English. and So you've got to reciprocate it every now and again, haven't you? I like the Welsh. Working class. A bit mm. old school. I do like them. Are you going to be working up in Cardiff for any of the games? No, Six no, Nations? no. I don't think I'm allowed in that country anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. Go with a stab vest. <laughs> Jim wears one every day, to be fair. In golf. All right, well, I guess that kind of wraps it up, doesn't it? I think that's that's all we've got to speak about. Yeah, can I just uh, do a shout-out, please? Yeah, um, absolutely. To my mate, FNL Mike from Cov. FNL Mike. FNL Mike, yeah. yeah. FNL Mike? FNL Mike's my best mate from Cov. Is he, do you listen to the show? Yeah, listen, he, on the way to work. He works in factory at Halfords. He's doing well. He's on the way up. So we had a chat this morning. He wanted. He loves the Filthy 15. Does he? And I've, I think I've disappointed him because I've said that I've got a great story and I've not had the balls to say it. Say it. So I can't, I'm not, we can I'm not go saying again. it. I'm not saying it. So, FNL Mike, do you want to know why it's called FNL? Shall I do this in? Yeah, yeah. So, when we were younger at college, we've gone out. Was this Cowden? Uh, Henley College in Was this post Cowden? No, this after college, after after school. Yeah. So, we, um, we're doing an, actually an army course. Not that that's any, it's called public services course. Anyway, we've gone out, Icon, 
in Cov, all you can all you can go ten pound, all you can go icons a nightclub, icons a nightclub, right, ten pound, gotcha. all you can go ten pound, all you can drink. That is, and uh, next thing, FNL Mark's disappeared, but he won't FNL Mark at this point. It was just Mike, um, so worried about him because it was absolutely slippered. So I've, to the point where I've rang it, I've rang his house, and Elaine, his mum, has answered the phone. She called me Jimmy. I said, "Hey Elaine," she said, "Hey Jimmy." I said, "I'm looking for Mike." She said, "You're looking for Mike." He is an absolute disgrace. And then she holds up the phone in the air and all I can hear is, effing hell, effing hell, <laughs> screaming in the background. And, I'm, I'm, well, you know, fair, fair play to him. But, yeah, he, he'd taken a girl back and <laughs> oh, wow. she was screaming effing hell. So, to his mum's house? To, well, he, he was lived there at the time as well. So And his mum... Yeah, I wasn't very happy, but ever <laughs> since surprised. then, he's been called FNL. Oh, so, oh, so it, it was the girl that was screaming FNL. She was screaming FNL, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, well, yeah. yeah that's so, some Judas. FNL, Mike. There you go, mate. We'll bring him on if you want. Sounds like a great story. Yeah. Uh, has <laughs> he got any more? He's got a few. Let's not bring him on. Yeah. Only if he's got a few on you, Jim. But thank you very much for coming along again, guys. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, thanks again to Ales by Mail. You can order a beer from anywhere in the world. We've ordered one, uh, a whole well, pack. We've ordered the Rugby Pod pack. They've yeah, got, that's it. They've you built can, their own pack for us. You can, you can, you can order it. An you can win one, pack. can't you? You can, win, can win one, one on as well, yeah. I want to see Ailes if anyone Mail. out there will drink the Black Cat. Oh, my word. <laughs> black Cat. Thank you very much, guys. Thank <laughs> you.